Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos is here on Ramos. a Thursday. So glad to have you with us. A brand new John Ramos show comes up in two and a half hours. Plus, we are expanding our wings, spreading our wings, if you will, here at Fox Sports Radio. We'll have that coming up in 90 minutes or so. Speaking of expansion, the National Football League looking to expand the regular season and so much more. A new CBA trying to be hammered out between the NFL Owners and Players Association. Owners reportedly meeting in today in New York to talk about how talks are going between the two sides. The players will have a conference call coming up on Friday, but word leaked yesterday, Jonas, about what could consist of parts of the new CBA, including the 17-game schedule still on the table. It seems like it could be the make-or-break deal on if this deal gets done by March 18th. Yeah, and uh, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I like the exclusivity of the NFL. I like the fact that it's you don't get as many opportunities to watch it, which I think makes it more impactful. So I'm not a fan of it, but I do acknowledge I cannot like it as much as I want and I can be opposed to it as much as I want. 
Guess who will be the first one lining up to watch it every single week? I'll be there. Well, I'm curious on why you wouldn't like it. Roger Goodell for years has told us that there are fans that just want more football, that people want more football, and we want more football, and everybody wants more football. So now they're actually giving us, in essence, more football. I don't know how much more it really is. You're taking away a preseason game and ending a regular season game. It's the same, but I think most people would love uh, an extra week of football where it actually counts and actually matters for their fantasy team and would make it a heck of a lot easier to bet if you were into that sort of thing than an extra preseason game. I'm big on leaving them wanting more, and I feel like football does it. I feel like college football does it. But the NBA, Major League Baseball, there's a a serious fatigue. And my concern is that there would be some fatigue with the NFL. If we're going to start adding another game, then at some point they're going to want to add another one. It's like the college football playoff. I've always been opposed to them adding more than the four teams. I'm willing to budge on if you want to do six teams and a couple of buys in the college football playoff, I'm okay with that. But I don't like it expanding to eight. I like that it's limited. I like that it's appointment television, that it's six. 16 games and watch it while you got it appreciate it while it's gone and when it comes back we celebrate it i'm just fearful that they're going to go down the path the nba and major league baseball well but that's it's different when you think of it it's still on a weekly basis you're still going to just have games on a thursday sunday and monday like that's not going to change you're not going to have games now all of a sudden on friday it's just going to be an extra week and i actually give the nfl credit in doing this and thinking about this for the simple fact of What's your biggest gripe about the NBA schedule? That it doesn't start on Christmas Day, yes. right? That would be the yep. thing. The NFL is actually saying, all right, we have our parameters. We want to start after Labor Day. We don't want to infringe on people's summers. We love what we do, so we're willing to take our league to a whole new different calendar, move our Super Bowl maybe to a weekend of President's Day where everybody has wanted a day after the Super Bowl anyway. like The NFL is actually willing to change their schedule as well for what they feel is best for the league. And I, I think that that's a, a, a great step for them to look at and say, hey, not even necessarily a look at ourselves in the mirrors because they're really looking in their pocketbooks, but they're doing stuff as well of being like, okay, well, we're not, we're not married to late February. Heck, we had Super Bowls on January 14th back in the day. They've been they've been able to adjust as the seasons have gotten longer, so they aren't hung up on stuff like that. I just don't think that a ne- an extra week is going to sour us. I think that it just adds value because the worst week of the NFL regular season is week 17. And week 17, I would say it's probably the worst is because fantasy leagues are usually done. Half the teams don't care anymore. But it's not because it's week 17. It's because it's the actual last week of the regular season. So adding an extra game to me doesn't make it where you're going to have two bad weeks at the end of the season. You're actually just going to still have that bad week which is probably week 18 or week 19 if there's a two-by season. So I just I think it actually adds value within the league of of what we always want and that's to play fantasy football more, maybe bet on games more and now maybe have an opportunity to see our favorite teams. Well, I watch. More. I mean, I don't really watch football for those things, Dan. I'm not really big into the fantasy or the gambling aspect no, I know of the you're football. Not. Uh, by the way, who do you like in this fight coming up this week? <laughs> but I, I just I look at at the NFL as it's just different. It's set aside different. I get that it's just a week, but it's just a week, and it's a lot more games in a week. I like the idea where the NFL is at now. The your to your point, and I didn't even think about this when it comes to President's Day and how the Super Bowl could lineup. Yes, that is something that people have wanted. They've wanted the day off uh, after the Super Bowl. I like the idea about the NFL looking at President's Day when we're supposed to celebrate presidents and saying... 
Nah, we're bigger than those guys. <laughs> step aside, Washington. <laughs> step aside, Lincoln. We're going. Uh, we'll take this day Truman from here. Who? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, go ahead and uh, sit this one out, guys. But I just in in a world where everybody is trying to reduce the number of games. I liked where the NFL was at. It was almost like everybody was trying to get to where the NFL was, and now the NFL is in turn going to where they are by adding more. And I just feel like less is more. Do you ever get fatigued during a regular season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. But it's usually at about week 10 or 11. Yeah. And then it kind of subsides. There's this early window in November where baseball has ended. The NBA now has been around for a couple of weeks. College hoops may be starting, but we really don't necessarily care. And football isn't as new as it was yeah. in October and September. But after that, weeks 14, 15, it ramps up again. And so that's where, like, I have no problem with that. I think there's going to be maybe a slow part whenever. But you're still playing fantasy football. You're still being able to to bet on games using all of the information and the players that you want to see. I do think it's a bridge to an 18 game schedule and I actually think that's one of the hangups for the players association because if you cave into the 17 game or you allow the 17 game you know that at some point down the line however long this CBA is the NFL is going to ask for 18 games and you want to make sure that you get enough in return for 17 because when they come knocking on the door on 18 they're going to expect maybe what they got the last time around I just don't think that 17 or 18 with college football adding games and going to a 12-game schedule and then with the conference games, I don't think... Hawaii played 15 this yeah. past year. It's unbelievable. I, most underreported story in sports. Hawaii played 15 effing games? What I don't the hell th- is that? Yeah, but that's underreported because we don't realize it. And I don't think anybody said... So sick of seeing Hawaii on TV again. Like you know, damn right they you know, didn't say yeah. that, Dan. <laughs> there was there damn was right. there was no comments like that because it just doesn't register. An extra game, it's not gonna, it's gonna allow, and, and with the expansion of playoffs, will allow more teams to be in. But it doesn't affect the end of the schedule. It doesn't. It 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 affects maybe the middle of the schedule when we do fall in love with football in a week seven or a week eight because you're gonna have an extra week of that. And I just I I don't know as a football fan how that could be a bad thing. I understand injuries, and I understand why players are are skeptical about that. I mean, when you're talking about you know a league that has basically at least one concussion per game, you're adding you know 16 concussions to a list that you're already trying to trying to you know dwindle down. But just as an overall football fans and the seats that we are of watching it, I just think it's a great thing. Well, look, and I say all this, and that's why I said at the beginning, I don't like it, but I'm telling you right now, I will watch every single one of them that week, that extra week. I'll watch every single one of them. So I'm saying, and I'm being defiant at the moment, I was also pretty defiant when it came to the extra point. I thought, what are they doing? They're moving it back 13 yards? Like, what's the point? Well, it, it feels like it's a play that nobody tunes into anymore. And I thought, well, that's like, so what? Like, do you need every play to matter and guess what I was wrong because the extra point is now turned into can't miss sure can't miss NFL action like you had guys like Adam Vinatieri maybe the greatest kicker in the history of the sport almost quit a few weeks into the season because he couldn't hit extra points anymore so it's become a major so I'm not I'm defiant as of right now but also very aware of the fact that if it comes around and it ends up being a benefit to the league, I will gladly and freely say I'm wrong. I'm just 
maybe more of a traditionalist in this sense that I like the less is more approach and I like where it's at because it's all that I've known growing up watching football. The extra point has also reshaped your bathroom breaks where oh, you, yeah. you used to have an extra 20 seconds to yeah. do what you got to do. That's why I wear a diaper. Back and, yeah, I go yeah. diaper. Well, it depends. I mean, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the other thing about this CBA and the 17 game schedule that I, I think is unique about this is that we look at the length of a player's career, and we're going to hear about the NFL players talk about injuries and another week for them to suffer the injuries, to suffer a concussion like I mentioned earlier. But when the NFL did this latest CBA, you know what they ended up doing is they cut out the middle guy. They they cut out the guy who probably could carve out a seven-year career in the NFL, maybe playing special teams, maybe long snapping or doing other stuff, because it just pays, it makes financial sense for them to just pay a guy five years younger on a rookie deal than to do anything that a guy could stay around in the NFL as, you know, I don't know, a, a you know, a, a dime defender or whatever. It just, you have the guys who are paid a lot and then you have a bunch of rookies. Yeah. And the middle guy is cut out. By adding an extra game, salaries would go up. And with guys who are paying or are playing the, the, in NFL season, and playing in their career, they're not defined by the number of games. They're defined by the number of years and whether they're going to be around that next year. So if you could tell that guy, that backup linebacker, that guess what? You're going to get three more game checks in your career that are how many thousands of dollars? I think that benefits those guys because they're the ones, they're not the guys who are going to be able to stick around for a sixth or seventh year. But those three extra game checks that you could have from a 17-game schedule, I think financially would benefit them. Now, it may not benefit the guys at the top end of the salaries. It may not benefit the rookies. But there was a fraction, a group of players in the NFL that basically got pushed out of the league because now you're not paying the middle guy. You just would rather take an undrafted rookie and pay him to do almost the same amount of things. You know who's getting screwed? Those coaches who hover around 500, like Jason Garrett, they'll get to 8-8, eight and eight, and it's like, well, they haven't had a losing season. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Odd number. <laughs> Odd number. That 8-8 eight oh, eight turns to 7-9, and yeah. nine, or 7-10, uh, uh, or 8-9. Sorry, pal. Oh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, because there was one other thing that I thought about, because scheduling is going to be an issue Yeah. in figuring out, you know, does a team have eight home games, do so they have nine road games? I don't think that's as big of a deal. Well, if you're the Chargers, they're all on the road. Yeah, there's yeah. 17. All of them are at. Yeah. The 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 fact is is that you could now in your scheduling because the NFL has had a process schedule since 2002 when the Texans came in, where you know in advance who they're going to pay play the next year. You know, 14 of the 16 opponents that they were going to play before even that the next season before even that current season plays out. What you could do, Jonas. You could have a Jets-Giants rivalry now with an extra game. You could have the Cowboys taking on the Texans in a rivalry. You can develop those rivalry games that you're now only getting, say, once every four years because the two teams are in different conferences. You could have Rams-Chargers play every year and actually make it a rivalry game where fans look forward to playing a natural rival or a somewhat natural rival. And I think that flexibility gives the NFL other options to try to draw on fans. And it's going to be two buys, correct? Because I think you have to. We're we're a couple of years out from this. This is not anything that's going to happen next year. And from a lot of the stuff that was thrown out there, because of the contracts and where the contracts run out, this may not be something until like 2022 or 2023, possibly. Mm -hmm. So there's still going to be time. 
a, a little while before this happened. So it'll give them a couple of years at least to make it all make sense because the schedule makers have to be involved. The venues have to be involved. If, if you're a team that plays uh, and, and other people share the stadium, that's going to be factored in. You know, like all those high school football teams in Pittsburgh that all play games 16 hours before the Steelers play a game, Dan, and then Pitt also plays there. They've got to be factored into this. So there's a lot that's going to go into this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now, he's an NFL Network draft analyst. A good buddy, Lance Zerline, joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Lance, how's your Thursday? It's going good. So, trying to get some guys written up and get ready for that combine. Close close out the combine profile. There, there, there's a lot of talk, and I want to kind of just start at. We usually start at the top of the draft, but I want to. I don't want to start at the top top of the draft. I kind of want to start just a little bit more inside. Why are we hearing now so much of a push of? Tua maybe going to three, Justin Herbert going to three. Is there any reason why, as now the offseason has kind of kicked up the wheels, we're hearing more and more about maybe those quarterbacks going a little bit earlier than we had originally thought? Well, you know, it was tank for Tua was the discussion before the season started, and a lot of people thought Tua was the was the number one pick. Um, so I, I think with now with, with Tua, with the talk of the hip being healed and He'll be checked up at combine, and he'll have a workout, you know, later on. I think the the idea is, look, quarterbacks get pushed up the draft. That's what happens, and so I don't think it's that unusual to to have people start to to push Pua, uh, Tua a little bit whenever you consider the fact that he is, you know, a guy who's had a a pretty substantial profile in terms of high leverage games and success, and so it, it's it was really a matter of him being healthy or at least the perception of him being healthy and as soon as that you know as soon as that took place he was going to get pushed up the board now herbert i think is getting a push because there's been you know buzz that the miami dolphins like herbert and then there's been you know buzz that uh he had a really good senior ball and he did have a good senior ball and he's big and and he does some things well but i i think really it's about two of to be honest with you i think it's more two a and Joe Burrow are the two guys. And then I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop in terms of the teams that would consider uh, Justin Herbert. Now, it only takes one, and he does play a position of, of tremendous need, a, a, a priority position. But I still have a feeling that, that it's less about Herbert and it's more about Tua uh, potentially getting pushed up the board, and, and probably rightfully so. He's a quarterback, and he's got – you know, twitchy feet, a good release. He can fit into a variety of offensive schemes. Um, I, I Frankly, I was kind of waiting, and I still am waiting, and I think you're going to start to hear more and more about, wait a minute, what about Tua versus Burrow? And I think you're going to start hearing that discussion and argument a little more frequently the further we get away from Joe Burrow's successful championship season. Uh, Lance Erline joining us here on Fox Sports Radio from NFL Network. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on FSR. Who's the quarterback? And it may be one of those guys outside the top two that you're hearing a team is most likely to reach on. I think it would be, um, 
Well, I mean, it could be Jordan Love, but I think it would be maybe Tampa with uh, Jacob Eason from, from Washington. He's got, he's got the body type and the arm talent of a Carson Palmer. And of course, Carson Palmer is a quarterback who fit in nicely with Bruce Arians' offense. Bruce had success with him in Arizona. And, you know, <clears throat> if they like the kid in the meetings, if they like him on the whiteboard when they're discussing offense and, you know, reading defensive schemes and what he's looking at, I think the physical stuff is going to match up with what they love. Big arm, ability to push it vertical. They, they, I think Bruce worries a lot less about your ability to, to maneuver around in the pocket and get out and make things happen with your legs. And he wants to know, can you beat a team down the field? And that is something that I think Jacob Eason has the physical talent to do. So if there's one guy that I think there could be a reach on, it could be Jacob Eason because of his physical you know, size, dimensions, and his arm talent. It, it, Lance, is that and, – and I'm trying to figure out a way to not pick on Jacob Eason, but is is, is that what differentiates uh, the NFL and college? Because as, as we watch college football, we go, oh, that's the guy who transferred because Jake Fromm got the job. Or, oh, that's the guy that couldn't take Washington to maybe the heights that Jake Browning did. Like, is, is that just the intangible, intangibles, uh, the, the, the numbers, the height? Is that just basically – what separates Jacob Eason from us maybe, you know, taking those things that criticizes his No, his... no, no. I, no, I think actually, I think we're right on it. <laughs> I think I, I'm giving you a very specific team sure, and a very specific coach, and I think that's more of an old-school approach. I, I think a lot of the NFL is getting away from, you know, the big pocket passer. A lot of the NFL is. Now, if you had that, like, like Carson Wentz, and you're still mobile and a full-field reader and all that, they love it. I mean, that's all, all the better. Jacob Eason is not super mobile. He's, he's just not. And that, that's a big problem for a lot of people. But I think very specifically, Eason fits Bruce Arians. And so that's why I'm targeting mm-hmm. him, because I do think the physical dimensions matter to teams. But how much? Well, I mean... Kyler Murray and, and Baker Mayfield going back-to-back first picks of the draft would tell you that it may not mean quite as much anymore as it once did. Uh, Lance Zerline joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, lead draft analyst for NFL.com. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Are you buying any of the Joe Burrows going to you know uh, play hard to get with the Bengals and force an Eli slash John Elway type trade? It doesn't feel like that's that that's more of a narrative from the media being pushed that Cincinnati's not the place to go. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's an actual quote from Joe that says he has you know some leverage in the situation and it's a process. And uh, I think there is something to the words we hear. Will it come to fruition? I doubt it. We've seen it happen a couple of times that I, you know, that I can ever recall, and, and that would be John Elway way back, and then, of course, Eli Manning, as you referenced. So I don't think that would be the case <clears throat> with Joe Burrow, but you, know, you never know. Maybe you play some chicken. If you really don't want to be there, you keep saying it and saying it, and you hope that Cincinnati will trade the pick. And I do think if someone's willing to pay a ransom, that Cincinnati would have to consider that because once you get – future draft capital, there's another quarterback in the draft next year in all likelihood who is pretty good. (laughs) And some people think he's got a chance to be one of those generational uh, talents out of Clemson. So I I don't think it's an absolute deadlock cinch that Cincinnati says, well, we can't move off of Joe Burrow. This is impossible. If somebody's willing to give you the right, you know, package of picks, 
and you know you've got a quarterback with some special, and we talked about it earlier, very special physical dimensions, arm talent, leadership, and athletic ability, all of a sudden Joe Burrow looks like, you know, he's, he's, he's not the, the bell of the ball when he's compared to Trevor Lawrence. So I think there's still an outside chance that if the right package came along, Cincinnati would be willing to listen. Lance Erline joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. How deep is the where's, – where's the drop-off? What what number are we looking around to saying, okay, maybe teams are going to try to get up top 15, top 17, top 20. Where is this 2020 draft class? Where's kind of the drop-off of talent? Uh, I would say, well, there's always the, the very, very top tier. And I would say the very, very top tier because this is a deep draft. That um, it, It's kind of a tricky question because there could be a run on tackles earlier – um, because the wide receiver draft is so loaded, you might see the opposite of a run. You may see teams say, I'm not taking a, a wide receiver in the top eight or top ten picks because we know that we can get a good receiver later. So you see, could see some receivers push down. Looking at my own board, I would say you're probably talking about nine or ten is where there's a, a pretty uh, steep shift downwards where you, you you may not see the same type of uh, value. So I would say there's there's two distinct, I would say somewhere around 9 and 10, and then it would drop again off at about, oh, I don't, mm, probably about 23, 24 is where the next little noticeable chasm uh, in the ratings, there's, there's another ripple there. Now that all could change a little bit after we get through the combine and check out you know, make make guys prove it, make make them prove their speed, make them prove their athleticism, prove their health. But provided, you know, that happens, that's kind of how I see the first round. Uh, Lance Erline joining us here. Last one from me, Lance. I remember a couple of years ago we were talking uh, to Daniel Jeremiah and asked him, all right, what's your, what, who's got the favorite film that you've watched? Like, what's your favorite player? And a guy that he mentioned was Tariq Cohn. Is there a guy that you watched on film that you look at and go, I don't know, he may not be a first-round pick, but that you've fallen in love with after seeing him on tape? Oh, yeah, that's easy. That's Amik Robertson from Louisiana Tech. He's a cornerback who's 5'8 and a half, and he thinks he's 6'2", 230 <laughs> pounds. Um, he doesn't care how big the – he plays outside. He's not a – I mean, he'll have to play slot in the NFL, but he plays outside of Louisiana Tech. And I mean, when he got matched up against Colin Johnson from Texas at six foot six, he didn't care. He just jammed him up at the line of scrimmage and barely let him get off the line. He's physical. He's tough. He has amazing ball skills, 14 career interceptions. He has like 27 career tackles for a loss, which tells you how aggressive he is running downhill into the backfield from the cornerback spot. But he's got like, 47 passes defensed. I mean, the ball production is incredible. The toughness is incredible. He's just small. And now it comes time, if he were bigger, he's a first-round corner. But he's not, so you really have to balance that out. And there's some, you know, you have to get past all the tremendous ball skills and ball talent. But guys like that are, are what get me through this long process of writing up all 500 players a year is because all of a sudden you'll run into a linebacker like Logan Wilson from from Wyoming or Amik Robertson, or, you know, you'll, you'll see a player like that that really flashes and, and you say, man, I love finding this little, these, these kind of these nuggets. And they're known inside their own conferences, but they start to 
pop and shine a little bit more the closer you get to the draft when when they're uncovered and discussed a little bit more. You heard it here first. There you go. Lance Zerline giving us the preview NFL Draft Network anal- or NFL Network Draft Analyst. Find him on Twitter at Lance Zerline. Thanks, Lance. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We talked about expansion at Fox Sports Radio doing so much. You can see it online. You can see it on Twitter. Uh, here's another example of us spreading our wings here at FSR. That coach was just, like, really weird. I mean, he totally clapped. I mean, who claps like that during the softball game? Fox Sports Radio Investigates presents... I did always find it kind of weird seeing his wife, Suzanne, at the center field fence filming everything. <laughs> The John Ramos sign-stealing <laughs> scandal. Like you do. Uh, are you stupid? Of course, Coach Ramos is a cheater. If his daughter was a part of it and she knew what was going on, like, she better watch out next time she steps into that box. She's going to get hit. Uh. <laughs> it's our first installment of Fox Sports Radio Investigates. Right. John Ramos, <laughs> there are the allegations that you have engaged in sign-stealing while taking part as a coach in under-14 softball. Disgusting. Do you, have any, do you have any response to these allegations? It's like X-Files. Music. <laughs> I'm t- right now, this is this is the best song I've ever heard. I love this. Uh, it's like the firm in the back. I have... I have... Play, I have seen a game or two where that could have happened. He's hemming and hawing. Oh, He's like Rob Manfred. That, that, that was a convincing answer. So there could be some. There could be some. Some weight behind this. Yeah. Um, John, just so we can get a better understanding as to what sort of individual uh, you are when it comes to baseball, softball, uh, softball too. Have you stopped issuing PEDs? <laughs> Just uh, orange slices. Yes. Yeah, we don't we don't have that during the games. So Orange no. slices, but what about the PEDs? Uh no. Okay. There has been no PEDs during okay. any of my tenure. Has there ever has there ever been a sign stealing plan using technology during your time? That would be a negative. That has never occurred. Has there ever been any sign stealing period? There has been observations of signs. Yes or no, or John, if you will, see or no. (laughs) Badgering the witness, Your Honor. I would say yes. There has been. Were you involved in those sign stealing? I was. Okay. Yes. No. Can you shed light on possibly what may have occurred um, during your time and you're familiar with what sign stealing plan was involved with your... uh, what what age group under fourteen softball league under twelve? Am uh, I? This would be under fourteen. Under fourteen. Disgusting. Okay. Well, what 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 happened normally was. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was. Um, so so by the way, we have set a standard that there was some sort of sign stealing operation going on by myself. Okay. Wow. Nobody else was involved wow. in this. Really? Wow. Here's what happened. So sometimes the catcher. They don't cover their signs 100%. So if I happen to see the numbers and it corresponded to maybe a changeup or a 
curveball, I would just say the girl's name. Like, come on, Jill. Wow. Okay. And so then they would know. Jill would the, know that an off-speed pitch is, was coming if is, you were to say her name. That is correct. Okay. A verbal batting of the trash can. Now, 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 were you, did you identify each pitch, or was it simply one or the other? It's either a fastball or a breaking ball. Well, I mean. There's a difference between a curveball and a changeup, John. So what are we talking that's about? That's true. I would, whatever, if she put down a two and that was a curve, or three was a changeup, and as, as long as I continue to see the signs. Now, it, I believe it's up to their coach to tell the catcher, hey, you're giving so, your signs away. To, you might want to... To make sure that you don't cheat. <laughs> well, I don't think it is cheating. I think of it as she's giving me the sign. Is gamesmanship a term that we could use in this scenario? Yeah, but when you're shouting out, off speed, Jill. <laughs> I never out shouted out off speed, just a name and a clap. <laughs> that's, like, change up. that's the genius of this, yes. is the message was hidden Within the coding of the cheer. So was the cheer the same for a changeup and a curve, or did you have different cheers? Like if it was a curveball, what? Give me an example as to what the what it would be. A curveball would be something like their last name. Like you can do a Jones, mm. okay. and their oh. last name at curveball. Okay, but the first name was changeup. <laughs> That's correct. All right. So just for example, like say the batter, and I'm just gonna listen. I'm just throwing names out here. I don't know. Mike Lingard. Like, say Mike Lingard's a batter. <laughs> yes. If it's a curveball, you would yell, Come on, Lingard! Okay. And if Give me it a hit! Was, and if it was a changeup... Let's go, Mike! <laughs> unbelievable. That is astonishing. And wow. how, how old again are these players? Well, 14U would be the age, so that'd be like 12, 13 12? to 14-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pretty amazing that 12-year-olds have three pitches in their arsenal. I know. I mean, <laughs> they have more than that. By the way, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? What oh, else? Oh, yeah. We have a girl on our team right now that's working on the screwball. Really? Oh, yeah. That's good. And would that be a nickname? Let's go, Big Bomber. Let's yeah. go, Big Bomber. <laughs> Let's go, Big Bomber. I don't know. We haven't worked on that one yet. Now, but how, again, but, again, can I? this is only preferenced on if I can see that I'm not actively many, going after signs. I could just... She... Showing me the, the signs. The eleven year old is not good at sh- at, <laughs> at hiding the signs behind the plate. That's not how my many, fault. Uh, how many times have you cheated against uh, again, just so people have an understanding of this so we can paint the picture? How many times have you cheated against um these children? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're young adults, I would say. Oh, I wouldn't call well, them children. Can't even like like get a driver's permit. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. They can't see PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, if again, only if the catcher is giving the signs out. I I don't actively look for more than five, less than five. Have you done this? How many times? I would say less than. Well, I've been coaching for like thirty years. I would say between five to ten in that span of time. That's it, and you have a whole system. Yeah. This John. is John. What was your record the year that you did it? Do you recall what the record of your team was? Um, we made the playoffs. Do you feel that playoff appearance was tainted? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't at all. Not, not, not one bit. Hmm. I, this is, is uh, I'm mortified. Fox, Fox Sports Radio investigates. This is like, how, like think about, think about all the little girls who gave up on their dream, thinking, God, there was no way she would have guessed changes. There. <laughs> lawsuit, only lawsuit, to get, only lawsuit. to get teed off on. I mean, just this is a gut wrenching to find out that this is all accurate. John, was it true that in May May twelfth, twenty sixteen? 
Abby got shelled for eight <laughs> runs over a third of an inning. Is that correct? I don't remember that game. Wow. Abby never pitched again. She took oh up gymnastics. God. She was known as Abby Darvish. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> come on, Steve. That is unbelievable. Oh, there it is. Wow. wow. Fox Sports Radio investigates. By the way, that's the greatest music I've ever heard in my life. I swear to God, I want this music. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Shazam it during the break. John, play it during the break. I swear to God, I okay. want to Shazam it. i got to find out what it is. Uh, that was, so, so I think we Oh, it's so good. We've learned a lot more. This is so good, yeah. man. It's kind of the music from a soap opera on Saturday Night Live. It's like it's like the part in from Terms of Endearment, you know? Like yeah. I don't want to give away any spoilers here, but the hospital scene, you know. By the way, great movie. <laughs> hospital hospital scene. Top five movie all time for me. You know. Good Let's stuff. go, Jill. All right. Let's go, Jill. Let's Take a go. good swing, Jill. That is that is insane. So next time John rips the Astros on Twitter, everybody's got everybody's got enough evidence now to say what do you mean john like you're uh you're aj hinch like- i i i saw john ramos and jeff luna having dinner over at the cheesecake factory about three oh, years ago that is true. so yeah. yeah unbelievable it didn't affect the game i think that was john's quote oh, it wow. didn't affect the game yeah. and, the, and the playoff appearance not tainted oh john simpson unbelievable <laughs> i'm Saleya mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.